0: For this episode of Paw Tracks, we spoke with Allison Slater Tate, class of 1996, who says that Princeton had an immediate grip on her imagination.
1: There's so many stories in a college, and I, I think that just fits with my whole English major, writer, brain so much. I'd come to visit Princeton, and of course, it looked like a castle to me. And this was way before Harry Potter, but I'm sure now it looks like Hogwarts to children. But to me, it just looked like something so different from anything I'd really seen growing up. And I just couldn't believe you were allowed to live in these buildings that look like fairy tales to me. And Um, then when my dad brought me back, we were, we landed in Newark and we rented a car and we were driving down route one and he, it was like all the perfect things like the sunset and we're coming up, approaching Washington road and he points off in the distance and, and points to the tower and holder courtyard. And he's like. When you got to Washington Road, you always knew you were home. And I was like, I feel like I'm home. Like, this feels right. Um, it just felt so very literary, especially in comparison to Strip Mall, Florida. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just a magical place. Then they put me in Butler, and <laughs> I was like, this is not what I signed up for, actually.
0: Okay, those. Waffle ceilings and brick and concrete exteriors didn't scream collegiate gothic, but Tate, who is now a freelance writer and popular blogger, managed to find the experience she'd envisioned in the classroom.
1: I had a great experience as an English major. I loved, loved my professors, and I still keep in touch with Elaine Showalter. And I only, the only people I know who keep in touch with their professors from college went to Princeton. Like. And the fact that I still have, you know, the head of the English department from when I went here emailing me and saying, "I read your essay, and you know, I loved it, and I'm so proud of you." Like nobody, that doesn't happen, you know. So I feel like super lucky to have that kind of connection. And of course, it means more than anybody else. I don't care what any if anybody likes it, but if Princeton liked it, if Elaine Showalter thinks it was good, then I, I'm good. That's that's all. That's the pinnacle right there.
0: So, what was it about showalter that made such a positive impression?
1: she was head of the department, and of course, when I was coming up here, I had like that you know is it going to be all like old pipe smoking men you know teaching me English? I was a little worried about it um, and so then there's this woman teaching English who's like this feminist, and she's so smart she's incredibly smart, and she's also like so in the world, and that was. I always felt like I had a little bit of imposter syndrome because I grew up in a household with 22 television sets like and a subscription to People magazine, you know, like my dad is brilliant, but he's very into pop culture and so I got here and I was like Is it going to be, you know, am I going to be scholarly enough for Princeton? Am I intellectual enough? And Elaine, I asked her early on sophomore year if she would be willing to have lunch with me sometime to talk about potential like thesis topics. And I thought maybe if I ask her now, she'll meet with me, you know, when I'm a junior or senior. And she's like, yeah, how about tomorrow? Uh, let's, Let's have lunch. And so we met up, and of course, I'm totally intimidated, um, and she, we spent the entire time talking about MTV as the real world, and discussing the intricacies of it, and the different people on it, and who we liked better, and I thought, I, I didn't expect to be talking about MTV with my English professor from Princeton, um, and I ended up taking two seminars with her, and when I was a senior. She and I talked about how much we both love My So-Called Life, uh, which was created by Winnie Holtzman, class of 1976, and she said, you should write your senior thesis on My So-Called Life. And I said, am, am I allowed to do that? And she said, I'm the head of the department, if I say you can do it, you can do it. It's like, okay. So I wrote about My So-Called Life and I wrote about Joyce Carol Oates's Where Are You Going, Where Have You Been? and conveniently, since Joyce Oates was here and could, you know, talk to me right here, um, and Susan Minot's Lust and Other Stories. And I wrote about female adolescent protagonists in American culture and literature and the emergence of the female adolescent protagonist voice. And just having that um, validation that the things that I liked were valid and, and legit subjects to talk about, um, it was really, really encouraging and inspiring and especially she was writing about television for People magazine when I graduated and to know that somebody who's considered So brilliant and so academic could write about television for People magazine like that's sort of the basis of everything I've done, you know, is To take those subjects seriously was a concept that she definitely gave me um, permission, you know, by being so encouraging about it and by setting that example.
0: Kate went to work in television after graduation, first in New York City on The Late Show with David Letterman, and later in Los Angeles. She eventually switched career paths with an unexpected assist from Princeton.
1: I started having kids, and I wondered like what I would do next. I was on the TigerNet list, ParentNet. I made a lot of really good friends with alumni who were much older than me, and you know now much younger than me. Um, and Lisa Belkin. Class of '82 uh, was on that list, and when I was writing in every day, begging for solidarity, as I had not slept in maybe a year, and thought that maybe Parenthood was actually going to kill me, um, Lisa wrote to me and said, "You can write. Like you need to write." And I thought those options were over. You know, like I—I I was a stay-at-home mom. I was having kids right and left, apparently. I, I didn't know how to even button my shirt correctly at that point. I felt like a mess, and Lisa said, this this could be something for you. You need to write. And um, she was writing for the New York Times at the time, and she created the Motherload blog, and she asked, she said, I want you to write for me. To be asked to write for the New York Times when you're, you know out of the workforce and kind of feeling like nobody, you can't even form a complete sentence. It was super empowering. And she's been a great mentor for me. Um, She went on to work for the Huffington Post. She's the one who asked me to write for the Huffington Post. And when I said, I don't think I can do it, she said, I know you can. And then the third thing I wrote for the Huffington Post was the Mom Stays in the Picture that went really mega viral. And Lisa called me that day that it went mega viral and said, this is it, Allison. this is your career. I think that writing about parenting has helped me be a better parent um, helped me feel okay when I'm not a better parent and even 10 minutes before I came up for this I had somebody come up to me and say you don't know it but you posted something one day several months ago that like made me feel not alone and I'm like well if there's one thing I've learned doing this you're never alone anything you feel someone else feels it in in some ways I've been way out of the Princeton track, and in other ways, Princeton's never left. You know, it's kind of always been there.
0: Our thanks to Allison Slater Tate for sharing her story. Brett Tomlinson produced this episode. The music is licensed from First Come Music. If you're new to PawTracks, please check out our archives. You can listen to previous episodes on iTunes or by clicking the Paw Tracks tag at the bottom of any episode page at paw.princeton.edu.